Hey, everybody. It is the last full week of July 2020. So the Sunday would be the 27th. And we just have a few days until we hit the month of August. Here in the Northeast, we're having a delightful heat wave this week. Uh, we had one before. We're having another now. Uh, if anybody knows anything about um, installing mini splits, ductless mini splits, uh, send me an email <laughs> at uh, steeplejack, radiosteeplejack at gmail.com. You can send all sorts of requests there, requests for music and requests for prayers. But if you have any information about uh, mini split ductless air conditioning, I would be happy to get that too. Uh, it's uh, just been oppressive and difficult to work outside and to get things done. Uh, I had, to have, had a guy working on something for me uh, at his house. He does all his work outside, and he told me today that everything slowed down because he got heat exhaustion, and uh, that's one step away from heat stroke, which is not a good thing. So I hope everybody's taking care of themselves out there. I hope everybody's starting to get the message that masks are the thing to wear. In case you've been wondering, masks are the thing to wear, if you doubt that. Of course, we have a continued horrible uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 uh, moving around, and it's pretty uh, pretty bad. I mean, it's sad that they're making some triage decisions about who to say send home to die and who to treat. It's that busy. I guess that was in Texas that I saw that, but my gosh, horrible, horrible choices, decisions, and we have to get a handle on it before anybody goes to school safely, I think. But that's just my two cents. I mean, you know, one of the things that I think is important is that we talk about these things, we discuss these things. We don't always have to be in agreement. And unfortunately, some people have a hard time with the disagreements and people who challenge their thinking sometimes. And they just don't want to hear it. They shut down. Don't send me messages. Don't send me this. Don't. Don't rock my boat. Well, I think we all need our boats rocked a little bit because it's a horrible thing. So anyway, welcome to Days of Days to Remember, D-A-Z-E. Um, and uh, we're going to start the show off with a little bit of music. We had a request. Yay, we had a request. I always like requests. And, you know, this whole thing about Van Morrison music being spiritual, albeit not mostly religious, Hymns to the Silence album is a pretty religious album. At least one of the discs is. But nevertheless, we have the re request for a uh, Van Morrison tune from Fred. So we'll play Fred's tune. We'll play another tune or two. And then we'll come back and we'll start talking about the scripture lesson for this week and unpacking that a little bit and have some more music and some prayer and all that kind of stuff right here on Days to Remember. I'm Steeple Jack. Reverend Dr. Ken Ferguson from the uh, Central Village Congregational Church, United Church of Christ, right there in beautiful Central Village, a village of Plainfield, Connecticut, right off of Route uh, 395. So drop in. We, we are having in-person worship. You got to sit by yourself or with your housemates and wear a mask and don't talk to anybody. And <laughs> it's that kind of thing. But we are doing worship. So um, bless you all. And I'll be back in a minute. Down those old Dixon streets Down those old Dixon roads Baby, love together we must go Till we get the healing done Till we get the healing done Till you're satisfied with your life Till you're satisfied with your life And it's running right And it's running right You deal with the poison inside Come tell you got to sit down and cry 
When you deal with the poison inside Till we get the healing done Till we get the healing done
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving across the face of the waters. It's an oral history that was handed down, father to son, word of mouth, from Adam to Seth, from Seth to Enos, from Enos to Canaan, for 40 generations, a growing, changing story, handed down, word of mouth, father to son. Till Moses gets it down on lambskin, but lambskins wear out. They need to be recopied. So you have copies of 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 an oral history passed down through 40 generations. From Hebrew, it's translated to Arabic, from Arabic to Greek, from Greek to Latin, from Latin to Russian, from Russian to German, from German to an old form of English that you could not read. Through 400 years of evolution of the English language, the book we have today which is a translation of 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 a copy 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 of an oral history passed down through 40 generations. You can't put a grocery list through that many translations, copies and retellings, and not get some big changes to the dinner menu when the kids make it home from Earth Fair. And yet people are killing each other over this written word. Here's a tip. If you're killing somebody in the name of God, you're missing the message.
I'm back. How are you doing? You just heard a version of Classical Gas, and I think it was by Mason Williams. I didn't have it marked down in my file, but I like it because it's not the overproduced uh, version that you hear on the radio all the time with all the French horns and all that kind of stuff, the drums, and, you know, it's a really very simple, gentle tune, and I liked it very much. We also heard Chuck Brodsky uh, bringing us a little uh, spoken word from Nick Annis about In the Beginning and how scripture um, might best well be understood. You may disagree with that, but I get it. And we started off with a tune for Fred. That was Van Morrison. And that Van Morrison thing, the notion that Van Morrison is, uh, you know, a spiritual kind of performer without being necessarily um, religious is something that, you know, people have really sort of gommed on to recently. But uh, that one was for Fred till we get the healing done. And I always like to hear Van talk about healing. He has several about healing. We'll listen to a couple more a little bit later. But in the meantime, we'll start off with a little bit of prayer. Just invocation, it's called. You know, the opening prayer, like the instigating, the instigating prayer, you know. Uh, so let's pray. Holy One, you call us to find your kingdom already hidden in our world, in tiny, transforming possibilities, in beauty that calls us to surrender all, in complicated choices that call for wisdom. Reveal yourself here in this moment and heighten our senses that we may find you and join you in building this kingdom of love and hope and peace in the name of the one who calls us to seek Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. So the scripture lesson this week is from Matthew's gospel. It's a continuation of parables, and it's got a number of them in, in it. And it's like the kingdom of heaven is like, 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 like. So you'll have to listen carefully. Matthew's gospel, 13, chapter 13, verses 31 to 33, and then 44 to 52. If you want to look it up in your uh, Bible, whatever your translation is, I'm using the uh, NRSV, the New Revised Standard Version. I've always liked that one. You might like uh, others. But here we go. Speaks about Jesus. He said, he, Jesus, put them before, put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told him another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until it was all leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. One finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. And when it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? And they answered, Yes. Then he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. Here ends the reading from Matthew's gospel. May God help us, bless us, 
as we seek to understand its meaning for the way we live our lives. Amen. So be it. So what do you think? Is that, uh, that, that you know, pretty good examples, but they're tough, I think. A friend of mine is a priest in Iowa, uh, that uh, bastion of conservatism, Iowa. And this week he was writing about this passage and he said, what, he asked this question, Man, it's a good one, so I'll ask it of you. What one thing would you give up everything that you own in order to have it? What one thing would you give up everything you own to have it? Finding that one thing changes us, he says. Finding God in all the depths of our hearts changes us forever. I heard the confession of a woman, he said, who admitted for the first time that she needed the forgiveness of God and it totally changed her life. Once she knew she needed God's love, everything was transformed and she became a new person. She had to give up her pride in order to realize she needed forgiveness. What do we have to give up to realize that we have the one need? In some ways, for me, this goes back to the question of what is our brokenness? What is our need for healing? Forgiveness, of course, is a form of healing. Healing of the spirit, healing of the soul. Many have a need for healing of the body. To overcome cancer or coronavirus or some STD, some addiction, some other problem. Healing. That can be a very great need. That could be the very one thing that you'd be willing to give up everything for if there was only a cure, if there was only a vaccine, if there was only a way you could turn back the clock and not do what you did. So what you did had the consequence of what you suffer. So, you know, I guess it's just an important thing to be to be mindful of what it is each of us needs, and we all need different things. One size does not fit all. It's very true when you order things, especially over the internet. <laughs> you know, extra large in China is different from extra large in the United States. I found that out really easily. Another friend of mine, a pastor out in the Midwest, Lutheran pastor, wonders whether this text of multiple parables is just about the theme of surprises. You know, the surprises when the mustard seed grows into a large plant from a tiny seed. Surprises when the man give all he has to buy the field with the treasure. Surprises when he finds all kinds of fish you've caught in the net. That God's realm is often a surprise. You don't always find that surprise, but we're surprised nevertheless. Uh, you know, I suppose that that is a, is a reasonable take on the on the passage. I'm not sure how you want to address it. Of course, people want to dance around the notion that the angels are going to come at the end and sort out the the righteous from the unrighteous, the evil from the good. Of course, we all want to be seen as good and not evil. I'm not sure you know, how, we, how each of us deals with that. Many times people will think about themselves as being good and others being evil. Someone, you know, will be surprised if we don't take seriously the opportunity to look at how evil any of us might be. 
we like to think of evil as the other ones, you know, the ones that we're opposed to, the ones that we're against, the ones that are doing things that we don't like. You know, they're the evil ones. The lifestyle, the behaviors, the attitudes, the actions, they're the evil ones. Huh? Maybe we need to take the speck out of our own eye before we try to take the, or take the log out of our own eye before we try to take the speck out of the other. I'm sorry, I always get that fast backwards. <laughs> but if you get the point. Maybe we need to look more closely at ourselves before we even dare look at what other people are doing or not doing. I don't know. But these are things to ponder in these days to remember, in these days as the need for healing is great. You know, there's an awful lot of people who are suffering in abusive relationships and broken relationships and are struggling to just manage them. So I've uh, I pulled out this song as a way to reflect that. I, I struggle with playing the song because it is about abuse and domestic violence. And it's never justified. Domestic violence is never justified. And so if you're in a domestic violence situation and you have nobody to reach out to, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. I'll get you connected to, to supports. But there are many other places to reach out to. If you have an employee assistance program, they'll support you. There are um, uh, the hotline.org is, is a great place to turn to. And you can look up their information and they can you know, deal with, deal with you and get you to some resources. You don't need to stay in an abusive relationship. And, you know, it's not just men abusing women, women, the very first, the very, very first domestic violence case I ever dealt with, I was, you know, 25, I guess. And this, I went to go visit this guy and he had a broken leg. And I found out that the way his leg broke was that he was getting out of the car and his wife was angry with him. And as he put his right leg out of the passenger side of the car, she closed the door several times on his leg and it broke. And he didn't want anybody to report it. I mean, so this is, you know, 45 years ago. But uh, he, he didn't want anybody to report it. He was ashamed, embarrassed. And we don't need to be, be ashamed, embarrassed about the fact that we are getting abused. But if we are getting abused, we need to to step up and report it and get the support. So uh, we'll come back after this song and maybe a couple others and uh, have a little prayer time. This is Days to Remember. I'm Steeplejack. And, and just to remind, remember, remind you, my email is radiosteeplejack at gmail.com. If there's something I can play for you, if there's a prayer request you have, or if there's something you need to reach out to me about, I'm accessible and ready. So... We'll be back. Shoot my 
said, don't waste your words, they're just lies. I cried she was dead. And she worked on my face until breaking my eyes and saying, what else you got left? Yeah, it was then that I got up to leave, but she said, don't forget. Everybody must give something back for something they get. I stood there and hummed, I tapped on her drum, I asked her how come. And she buttoned her boot and straightened her suit, and she said, don't be cute. So I forced my hands in my pockets and felt with my thumbs. And gallantly handed her my very last piece of gum. She threw me outside. I stood in the dirt where everyone walked. But when finding out I'd forgotten my shirt, I went back and knocked. I waited in the hallway as she went to get it, and I tried to make sense. Out of that picture of you in your wheelchair that leaned up against her Jamaican rum, and when she did come, I asked her for some. She said, no, dear. I said, your words are not clear. You better spit out your gum. She screamed till her face got so red and she fell on the floor. I covered her up. And then went and looked through her drawer And when I was through I filled up my shoe And brought it to you And you, you took me in You loved me then You didn't waste time And I, I never took much I never asked for your crutch Now don't ask for mine So we're back. How are you? Uh, you heard Bob Dylan just now, uh, fourth time around. And before that, you heard uh, Jimi Hendrix, Hey Joe, that song about abuse. So uh, a lot of things to potentially pray about this week as things are changing inexorably in some states for the coronavirus and uh, Massachusetts where I live has set out a mandate that if you're going to come here from any but the eight states that include New York, New Jersey and uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Maine, New Hampshire and Vermont. If you're not coming from any of those states, you're going to have to plan to quarantine and there's a $5,500 fine if you fail to do that. So, oh, Hawaii. Hawaii was another one. I forgot Hawaii, but yeah, 
You can come from Hawaii. If you're in Hawaii and you want to come to Massachusetts, I don't know why, but you know, you can without quarantining. Um, so we have a, a chance to pray about the virus and such. We have a chance to pray about the situations in some of the cities where essentially unnamed federal agents have moved in to promote peace through violence, it seems. But the uh, I have a cousin who lives in Portland, Oregon, and her reports almost daily indicate that the way the media and all kinds of media, not just right-wing media, but all kinds of media don't have it right in terms of what's going on there. But I guess I'm thinking that if there are enforcement people that are there from the federal level, they at least should be, you know, labeled. They should have their name tags. I don't think they do. They should have marked cars. People are going to be taken away in unmarked cars. Where are they taking them? You know, I still don't know. It's still not clear. So there's lots to pray about, not only for there, but Seattle and Albuquerque, similar things, Chicago. There's that uh, conversation about, you know, and yes, there, there are some things going on and some, and not every city is the same, but anyway, it's worthy of prayer. And if nothing else, just letting, asking God to get involved. So I didn't get any direct prayer requests. I, I would never mention anybody's name or reveal any, you know, PHI or, you know, HIPAA, HIPAA violations through the prayers. But if there's something you want me to pray about. So I'm just going to go back to my old way. So, you know, I grew up in the 50s and 60s and 70s. And uh, uh, Romper Room was a big deal for me when I was a kid. And we had Miss Jean. Miss Jean, yeah. And I had a crush on Miss Jean. <laughs> and years and years later, I was at a wedding that I performed and sitting at my table was this very beautiful woman, probably in her seventies at the time. I was probably in my late forties, early fifties. And it was Miss Jean. <laughs> and I was thinking about that the other day. I'm not sure why, uh, nothing uh, sal salacious, but you know, thinking about Miss Jean and thinking about uh, the magic mirror, you know, romper, bumper, stomper, boo, tell me, tell me, tell me true. Did all my friends have fun today? And then we see Liz and Debbie and Bob and Fred, Joe, Cookie, Kathy, Betty, David, Glenn, Warren, Billy. And the list goes on and on, you know, Amy. Aaron, Brian, Tara, Chelsea, Paisley, Caleb, Jesse, Oakley, Zoe. You know, the list just goes on. And it's, it's, it's interesting to me that that was almost like a ending with a prayer for me, as she named and claimed. That, but she never, ever, in my experience, said Ken or Kenny. I was sitting there waiting all the time for her to mention my name. She never did. I told her that. <laughs> she just had a sip of, sip of wine and said, sorry. <laughs> it was great. So anyway, let's have a prayer. Almighty, everlasting God, ever loving God, we come to you and ask you to intervene in ways that perhaps we have no imagination of ever seeing, but where there is brokenness, where there is hurt, surprise us with healing and growth, understanding. We pray for those places where there is conflict, not only between residents and forces, but also in homes between parent and child, between spouses. We lift before you 
the great need of healing of the physical for the cancer for the gallbladder for the coronavirus for the MS for the addiction for all the things that weigh us down and trouble us sometimes obviously and sometimes we just suffer silently with chronic illness that's not going to kill us but it's tough to live with we pray for those suffering in the heat and we ask that you surprise us in ways beyond our imagination that we might have that aha epiphany where we find the thing that we need that we'd be willing to give up everything else just to have that thing, that forgiveness, that healing, that salvation. Now, God, we lift up our leaders, Congress, representatives, the Senate. We lift up those who have to make decisions about when and how kids go back to school, and not kids only, but teachers. And to recognize that no one is disposable. No one can be sacrificed. No one can be lost. Holy and loving God, we pray with fervent zeal that you will intervene in ways that we don't even see, but that you come in as a rough God riding calling people to accountability, calling people to responsibility, calling people to faith, calling people to have a continuity and a congruity between what they say they believe and what they do, the way they talk, and make that come alive in each of our lives. Not only the thems and the those and those people over there, but in each of us. Heal the brokenhearted. Give us a vision of hope, possibility, and your power in our midst. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we remember that he taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. It was sad this week that John Lewis died. He put up a valiant fight against pancreatic cancer, and we got to say, you know, boys and girls, we know that it's a pretty virulent disease. It's the thing that Alex Trebek has is the friend that Glenn, it's it's the thing that Glenn has, it's the thing that Gordon has, it's the thing that Buzz has. And so I'm going to leave you with words of, it's not really a benediction, but words from John Lewis, a man of faith, a leader of the faith community, he said, it's not enough to come and listen to a great sermon or message on Sunday morning and be confined to those four walls and those four corners. You had to get out and do something. Go forth, boys and girls, in wisdom and hope and courage, with hearts open to recognize the signs of the reign of God in our midst and courage to create more space for grace in our lives and in our world, go forth. Amen. I'm Steeple Jack from Days of uh, Neurosis. Not Neurosis. That was something else I did years ago. <laughs> Days to remember. I wish you well. We have a little bit of a benediction here as we have. And then we get into some uh, postlude music. So be at peace. And again, if there's something I can do for you or get you... Mention in a prayer or something, radio steeplejack at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
Have a blessed week. Stay cool. Bye. Here I am again. Back on the corner again. Back where I belong. Where I've always been. Everything the same. It'll never change. Back on the corner again. I'm in the healing game. Down those ancient streets. Down those ancient roads. One nobody knows. Where nobody goes Back on the corner again Everything the same It'll never change In the healing game Will the crowd sing What I've always been Sing a song with soul Baby, don't you know You can let that roll On a saxophone Backstreet Jelly Roll I'm in the healing game Will the homeboys sing Sing a song to praise By the golden days in the healing game Sing it out loud Sing it in your name Sing it like you're proud Sing the healing game
between half truth and victimization. Fighting back with counterattacks. It's when Go, go. 